Hello there, and nice to have you with me today on the podcast as we look at the topic of addiction, opioid addiction to be specific. This is a major problem for our country. We are in deep trouble. I'm not sure if you're aware of the significance of opioid addiction, but it's enormous. It's beyond belief. Currently, there are almost 3 million people addicted to opioids. That's the state of California. You know, we have um, people who have pain. That's true. There are a lot of people who live with pain. That's true. People try to resolve pain, manage pain, uh, reduce pain, uh, eliminate pain. We are pain-obsessed. And what we have found is that we people will tend to go to the easiest way possible. That is to pop a pill. And what we're now seeing is that people are popping pills at a rate much greater and much higher than has ever been the case in the past. For example, from the year 2000 to the year... 2015, so that's a 15 year period of time, the number of people who are overdosing with opioid medication, it was 18, pardon me, 8,000, 8,000 people in the year 2000, and now it's 33,000 in 2015. And in the last 8 to 10 years, there's been a 30% increase in opioid use across the country. Almost every state is showing an increase in opioid increased usage. Around 30% is kind of a round number if you look at the statistics. In other words, people are opioid obsessed. Now these are the pain pills. You know, they start with aspirin and ibuprofen and things like that and Tylenol and so on. And they move all the way up the scale to uh, even up to heroin that's included as an opioid, fentanyl, um, percodin. I mean, there are all these kinds of medications that are designed to control pain. Now, at one point in time, people use them cautiously and carefully, and doctors uh, prescribe them with great caution. That was probably back in the 70s and the 80s. You know, but now we're in a different world. We're in a world that people want a quick fix. People want a fix that's easy and um, will require less energy and less cost and less effort on their part. So they use these kinds of pills to an excessive degree. And the problem is they're addictive. And here's the way the addiction goes. You have a pain, and you let that pain just kind of simmer, and it increases, and then increases, and then increases, to the point that it now becomes less tolerable. So what do you do? You start looking around for something to take to reduce that pain. So you pop a pill. You may take one of the Tylenols or something like that, or you may take one of the higher 
uh, levels of medication, or you may go to your doctor and have him prescribe to you a pain pill. So you take that pain pill and it reduces the pain. Well, now you got the combination. Now you got the formula. With increased pain, we take a pill and we have pain reduction. And the life goes on. And we're happy for that. And we're thinking that, okay, now I got the answer. And this is the medication that will help my pain. The problem is that it reduces pain. That's true. But anything that is done, that is followed by a reward, will be repeated. And will be repeated. And will be repeated to the point of being an addiction. And that's what pain pills are. That's what opioids are. You take them and they reduce the pain. So therefore, that's your reward. Your reward is having pain reduction for taking a pill. And then you take another one. And then you take another one. And before you know it, you're going to need now two pills to get the pain reduction. Then you're going to need three pills to get the pain reduction that you want. Then you're going to take four pills to get the pain reduction you want. You're going to take six pills to take the pain reduction you want. And before you know it, you're into a bottle of pills per day. And then you're into heavier pills. And you go to your doctor and he prescribes something even stronger. And then even something stronger. And might even send you to a pain specialist who will give you other pain medications. And so on it goes. And you're nothing more than a person who is on the pathway of addiction to pain medications. And there's no end to it other than death. This is one of the addictions that ends up in death. I just mentioned that to you. We had 33,000 people die from overdose in the year 2015. In the year 2000, it was only 8,000 people. So you can see the increase in the use of opioids, but you can also see the increase in the misuse of them, and then the overdose of them, and then the death of them. Now, there are addictions that lead to death. This is one of them. There are some addictions that do not lead to death, uh, such as pornography, shoplifting. But this is one that does lead to death. So it's a critical issue. You know, and the problem is this. We don't have a treatment for it. You know, there are drugs on the market that you can now take to counteract the effects of the opioid. So it's if you're on heroin and you're on some of the cocaines and you're on some of the methamphetamines and you're on some of the very high dosages of medication, you can go to a clinic, an addiction clinic, and take um, some kind of a medication to counteract the effects of the heroin, kind of a heroin substitute, if you will. But you're still into medication, you're still into pills, you're still into addiction. So it's an endless thing, and we really don't have an answer for it. The success rate of people who go to these kind of clinics, these addiction clinics, is limited and minimal. Even AA is minimal in its benefit to the people that go, unless they stay with the program and work the program for years and years and years. Same with Narcotics Anonymous. Minimal benefit, unless they stay with the program for years and years and years and work the program seriously and religiously. So we're in trouble, you know, and it's, it's, not a, it's not a problem that our professional community really has its hand on. 
we really don't have an answer for you. So it comes back to you as a person, the one with pain, and it comes back to your family. And this is where the main treatment has to be. You as a family have to protect yourself from this. You as a family have to guide yourself in this and work together so you don't get into this kind of addiction lifestyle that uh, so many people are in. So, now there are lots of treatment procedures that can be used. Biofeedback therapy, very effective. But there are very few practitioners in a community that utilize the procedure of biofeedback because insurance companies don't cover it. So the thing that would be helpful, insurance companies, insurance companies don't cover. So we have a problem with that. Acupuncture. Acupressure. Uh, relaxation training. Exercise. Walking. Going to the gym. Chiropractic. I mean, all of those are helpful procedures to help resolve this issue of, a, of opioid addiction and help you get beyond it. But they require effort. They require time commitment. If you're going to do exercise, yeah, you have to walk a mile a day. And you're going to have to go to the gym for an hour a day. If you're going to go to a chiropractic, yeah, you have to go a couple times a week and then for maybe for a lengthy period of time, you know, to get that taken care of. Or if you're going to use biofeedback, yeah, you're going to have to go to therapy for 10 or 15 or 20 times to get that taken care of. So there are, there are ways to do it, but they're costly in the sense of time and effort and energy put forth to resolve a problem. So what, what does a person do? How do they? The first thing you have to remember is don't get into the opioids to start with. Don't get into the pain medications to start with. Stay away from them is all you possibly can. Stay away from the pain medications and do all the other alternative methods of treatment that you can, you can pay for or available to you so that you can minimize your addiction to pain medication. Now, there's been recently a um, surge of use of what is known as the spinal cord stimulator, a little device that's implanted in your uh, backside of your body, a little device, a little monitoring device, and wires go through the lower back up into the spine, and electrical charges made to your spinal cord throughout the day to interfere with the pain and to moderate the pain and to interrupt the pain. And you can live with at least a 50% reduction in pain medication with the use of a device like that. So there are methods now being available. Uh, insurance companies do cover, you know, the spinal, spinal cord stimulator. So if you have chronic pain, you may want to talk to your doctor about the use of a spinal cord stimulator because that means you can take less medication and maybe not any medication if it's that effective for you. But you may be a candidate, you know, for that. There's the TENS unit which is another device of electrical stimulation to the back, but it's applied to the external portion of the body, and it's a little buzz or a little electrical charge that goes to the back where you have pain, localized pain. And some people get benefit from the TENS unit. Ask your doctor about a referral for a TENS unit. Physical therapist, 
often are the ones that help utilize that device or pain specialists of some kind. But you see, there are, there are methods, but they're few. But they're costly, they require energy, they require time, they require effort, they require a commitment on your part to really work at reducing the pain. Now, the payoff is great. If you can reduce your pain 20%, 30%, 50%, if you can reduce that, you can live. You know, you can function. You can do well. But not when you have an addiction to the opioid medications. That's just going to be worse. I mean, there is no end to that. That's just going to increase. You're going to take more and more and more over time. So there's no way to get around the opioid addiction other than to stop taking pain medications altogether. So just remember, you have a commitment to make if you live with pain. Now, if you know somebody lives with pain, make sure that they get in touch with their neurologist and talk about the spinal cord stimulator. Make sure they get in touch with their psychologist and talk about the spinal cord stimulator. And see if you can get somebody that will help you understand it and utilize it and see if you're a candidate, you know, for that. Um, that's a very uh, great development in this area of pain management. So there are some answers and there are some ways of doing it, but it requires some effort on your part and requires you to work with your insurance company, requires you to work with your doctor, it requires you to really seek out that which is going to help you, not that which is just going to stall and put off for the future a greater addiction than you have now. So opioid addiction, uh-uh. Don't go that route. It's dangerous. It's deadly. There's no answer to it. It's not the answer. Pain medication does not solve a problem, does not fix a problem, does not fix your pain, does not heal. It only suppresses the discomfort. It only suppresses your subjective discomfort. That's all it does. It does not improve you. It does not fix you. It does not heal you. So there's false hope in using pain medication. The rule is by thumb, if you're going to use pain medication, use it for a month. Don't use it for more than three months. Because then you're, into, you're going to be very into the addiction. So um, minimize your use of it and don't get into it at all if you can. Sometimes antidepressant medications help with pain management. And that's better because they're not addictive. So check out your psychologist. No, not all psychologists are up on this area of medicine and health. A health psychologist is important to, to consult. But there's a psychologist in your community. You consult a psychologist on this. Get yourself into therapy. Get yourself into counseling. Get yourself into a pain management program. Get into a pain management group. There are doctors in communities that do that. Psychologists are known for that. So seek out a psychologist if that's one of your problem areas, okay? Well, this has been the Psychology Report. Glad to have you with me today on this. And... Uh, I refer you to one of my sponsors, Lehman Lock and Safe. He's located at 1080 East Shaw Avenue. That's First and Shaw in Fresno. Here's his telephone number, 
228-1805. If you have a lock problem, a key problem, or you want a safe, go see Elmer. Elmer Lehman. Been in the business all of his life. And um, he can do anything. <laughs> if you have a problem, he'll fix it for you. So uh, Elmer Lock and Safe is your answer there. Okay? Nice to have you with me, and I refer you to Amazon. Go to Amazon. Check my name out, Alan Hedberg, and look under Depression. My new book uh, is uh, available, and uh, it's on Depression. So go to Amazon. It's on ebook. It's only cost you $3.99. So you can get on your Kindle. So if you get Depression, which is part of pain management, by the way, get a hold of the book. It'll help you a lot. Okay? Bye for now.